Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 11, Episode 4. This is Writing Excuses, Newton's Laws of Writing. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. Okay, uh, I, I pitched this to Brandon, I, I confess. I love the idea of sitting down and getting work done. And we talked about ways, uh, we've talked about ways in the past to motivate ourselves. Um, and and the, the thought I had is that, you know, a, an object in motion tends to remain in motion. You know, uh, being motivated is awesome. Um, and suddenly I was relating this to Newton's three laws. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so this, this works. I mean, I have found that in my writing, the number one thing to keep me writing is to have a good day of writing. And the mm-hmm. number one thing to stop me from writing is skipping a day. Yeah. Right? Um, and that kind of sell, sounds a little bit uh, self-fulfilling. You're like, great, I'm, I'm in a funk. How do I get out of a funk? You say I have to write something good. But the number one thing that will keep you writing is just writing some more. Yeah, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the principle. It's Newton's, it's Newton's first law, rephrased. Mm-hmm. A word count at rest tends to remain at rest. A word count in motion tends to remain in motion. It's hard to start writing. If you don't start writing, it's easy to just let that word count sit there and not do anything. Once you start, once you expend that effort, it's easier to, and I'm not going to say easy because it's never actually easy, but it's it's a lot easier to keep the words flowing. Yeah, and one of the things that, that I want to talk about is what happens when you, you have stopped and you need to start writing again. Mm-hmm. A lot of times this is like, you know, the, the amount of energy that you have to expend is just sometimes enormous. But once you start going, as we've said, it's, right. it's easy. So I find that if you start slow, you know, I sit down, I'm like, all right, I'm going to write three words or three sentences, three sentences every single day. And those usually turn into more. And once I get comfortable with that, I say, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write 100 words every day or 250 words. I I try to to move up, just always kind of bumping up my goal. And I, I had to start doing this because I had a bout of depression last year and stopped writing mm-hmm. completely for months and getting that motion back again the getting out of the inertia was really really hard and i i started it by treating it like going back to the gym in some ways doing these very small very simple exercises until i was able to ramp up my speed uh, that's brilliant it's exactly what i think people need to hear i often use dan's method of getting back into something, which I've heard him talk about before, which is <laughs> take something that you've written earlier than, um, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a previous chapter and reading through it to get yourself in your momentum. In fact, I've heard it given as advice to not stop at the end of a chapter at the end of a day. If you particularly have habitually a problem with this, write the first page of the next chapter so that when you come back to work the next day on your piece, you can read through that first page and be like, oh, I see where I was. Let's finish this chapter. Yeah, and that is something that I stumbled onto accidentally 
mm. by being forced to leave a chapter half done and feeling like I'd screwed it up. And then the second half of that chapter flowed so much better the next day because I hit the ground running by jumping into it. I actively call this danning it when I'm like, I'm going to dan this <laughs> chapter. I really do because it's something I've learned to do that is so, so helpful. Damn it I, all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, years ago, uh, I, I picked up a book called, uh, I think it was called Peopleware, uh, which talked about knowledge workers. And that's what we are as writers. We are, we are knowledge workers. Um, and it pointed out that when we get into the zone, we are at our most productive. We have this momentum. Different people experience this differently. For me, if I know I only have an hour to write... I immediately begin performing the math, and I know I actually only have 45 minutes of writing, but it's going to take me 15 minutes to get into the zone. And I'm going to get interrupted, and if I'm going to get interrupted, it's actually only 30 minutes to write. And now I've talked myself out of writing Mm -hmm. because it's not worth spending that hour for only 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, challenge number one is deciding that I'm going to fight for the momentum as hard as I can and make the most out of that hour. Challenge number two is communicating to the people around me the value of not interrupting me. I love having a large block of uninterrupted time on my calendar because that initial hurdle of, uh, of subdividing it until there's nothing left isn't there. I know I can just sit down and start and, and, and get into the zone. And if I'm in the zone for an hour, hey, that's great. If I'm in the zone for three hours, that is fantastic and wonderful. If I'm in the zone for six hours, I probably forgot to eat. Um, and it <laughs> but but even if you're often. only in that zone for 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes of writing that yes. you got done. And that's the important thing that we, we want you to take away from this. Yeah, I used to, when I was living in New York, I would r- think about what I was going to write on my way to the subway. And I would get on the subway and I would have 15 minutes and I would write on those, that 15 minutes and then I would think about what I was going to write while I was waiting for the next train, and then I would uh-huh. write it down. And I wrote most of Glamour and Glass that way, uh, actually in graffiti on the subway. Uh-huh. But the, the point of this was that even during those rest periods, those periods in between, I was thinking about it. So my even though my word count was not actually happening on the page, I was still prepared when I got into uh-huh. the zone or got into a place where I could write. So one of the things that you can do if you know that you've got, okay, I'm going to have X amount of time where I'm going to be able to write. As you are moving towards that time, be thinking about your story. Don't just sit down and use part of the fingers on the keyboard time to ramp up. Yeah, I uh, have done two different book tours with uh, Lauren Oliver, who's a fantastic YA writer, and she is constantly writing on her BlackBerry. That's actually, I think, the craziest part of this story is that she's writing on her BlackBerry. Anytime no, we're in a car... the craziest part is she still has a BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah, I that's, know. That's, that's, that's the thing. That who has a BlackBerry? Anyway, but uh, anytime you, we'd get into the car to drive to one store to the next, you know, she would pull it out and she would write and get just a couple paragraphs and be done. And anytime she wasn't, we could look at her and say, Lauren, what are you thinking of right now? And she'd say, the chapter that I need to write next. Because she was using that time mm. she couldn't be typing to get herself mentally Peter, prepared. Peter V. Brett's uh, yep. The Warded Man is very famously written on his phone. Yep, on, on the, the subway, subway in New mm-hmm. York. Um, hey, that brings us to Newton's second law of motion, which in, I mean, law of motion is uh, force equals mass times acceleration. It's typically expressed mathematically. 
coughing up a formula for this, uh, spitballing word count equals motivation times focus. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, a really good way to say it because um, you need to have that focus. You, being motivated isn't sometimes enough, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I meet a lot of writers who seem actually motivated to write some fiction, but they never actually get it done. And I think it's that focus that they're missing. Yeah, and, and conversely, I know people who are totally focused, but they don't aren't motivated because they have chosen projects to work on that mm. they're not actually excited about. Right. Yes, and uh, we actually have... Um, we had a question from a listener a while ago asking about burnout. You know, what do I do if I'm just super burned out? And that's part of what that is, that you're focused on the work, but you're just really unmotivated to do it. Mm-hmm. So how do we get focus and how do we get recently in your lives? How have you gotten that focus and how have you gotten that this, motivation? This varies widely depending on the shape of the problem. Uh, I am uh, getting motivated to write is often just a matter of, and we've already talked about this, thinking about the stuff that comes next, getting excited mm-hmm. about what comes next in the story. The focus, uh, you actually, uh, well, focusing on making the words <laughs> come out involves clearing some hurdles. And hurdle number one is putting my butt in the chair and my hands on the keyboard. Yeah. Number two is clearing all of the other possible targets for my typing off of the screen. Yeah. Closing Twitter, you know, moving things around. Sometimes I even turn off uh, two or maybe even three of my four monitors. Um, it's kind of yeah, okay, first world problem, Ooh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I. Uh, but but it, it's an actual physical focus where what I am looking at is the page. Mm-hmm. If I'm really motivated to write, and that's what I've got in front of me with my butt in the chair and my hands on the keyboard. Uh, then the word count starts to happen. You know, I time myself. Not time, but I mean, I I word count myself. How many words am I getting each hour? Um, And I can use that to gauge when I'm letting myself get too distracted. Mm -hmm. If I'm writing Mm -hmm. at my normal clip, I'm getting 500 words an hour. If I'm not, then that's often an indication that something's wrong. Now, the something that's wrong can be I just have a stomach ache. So it's harder to write that day. And that can be okay. But it could be that I'm just spending a little too much time distracted by, you know, the fantasy thread on Reddit or what people are saying on Twitter or things like this, which I usually kind of manage my distractions. We've talked about this in the podcast before to let my, my brain recover from writing a scene and jumping back and forth. But it's very easy to get sucked into those things too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times what's happening with those is that they're taking over your narrative brain. Mm-hmm. And and that that is where the, the distraction comes from is and the, the lack of focus is because you've suddenly split your focus between two different narratives, which is why when someone is wrong on the internet as a writer, you just need to let it go because it will just right. lose your focus. Your, right. yeah. uh, but the other thing that I do is I use um, I use a timer. I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a procrastinator. Um, and I have a sand timer, which is 45 minutes. I also have a 15-minute one. But the reason I like it is that I turn it over and I start writing, and I can't tell when it runs out. So it doesn't make a noise, mm-hmm. which means that I'll just keep going. And I can't also tell exactly how many minutes I have left, but I can tell that— Oh, there's still time left. I'd better keep going. I have to keep going. And with the 15-minute one in particular, you know, I'll turn it over, and I'm like, Mary, you have what? eight minutes left and you suddenly have to desperately go get a drink of water or you're going to die? No. So I use that. And then the other tool that I have 
recently discovered, and again, this is since the, the depression issues last year, is I'm, I've actually begun meditation. Mm. Um, and this is, this is a way to actually try to clear my own brain space the way I clear my monitor or other things. Uh, and it's, I have been pleasantly surprised by how well it works. I'm using an app called mm-hmm. uh, Headspace. Um, but it's, uh, it, it is the, the thing about focus is that what you're trying to do is to bring your attention to bear on the problem at hand. And you have to just clear everything that keeps you from doing that through whatever method works with your particular brain. Now, I found uh, on, on the timer front, you said, you know, it doesn't make a noise. Um, I was looking at the, uh, the Pomodoro school of you carve things into 20 or 25 minute tasks. Um, and what I found is that when that 25-minute timer went off and said, okay, take a five-minute break, uh, no, that 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 break was way too long. Pom- Pomodoro just absolutely didn't work for that. But when I need to sit down and write a movie review for a film that mm-hmm. I've seen, and I set that timer and I think, all right, movie review is only 250 words long. I'm speaking from the heart. I should be able to type as fast as I can think. The longest part of this process is the image grab and the crop in Photoshop. I'm going to get this done in 25 minutes. And it is me racing that stupid little tomato timer. And if I don't win, I suck. And <laughs> and that, uh, I mean, I, I hate throwing down that gauntlet because... Because uh, we're because, trying to motivate because you. Because we're yeah. trying to motivate you. But sometimes throwing that down in front oh, yeah. of me and saying, yeah. you know, I if I can't do this... I just, I just suck. So that's, I'm going to make it happen. That's what writer or die does. You know, mm-hmm. dear heavens. You can say how long, uh, how you know, how many woods you want to try to do in how much time. And there's various levels of it. I do not use the kamikaze one where it deletes your words if you stop writing. Uh-huh. But night. Yeah, no, I do not use that. Uh-huh. But I just use the version where if I stop writing, the screen slowly turns red. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, it's a really good, it's a really useful thing. I've never thing. heard of this. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really useful. Is there a version it? where a little zombie moves along your sentence chasing your cursor? Oh, that'd be great. Keep, and you have to keep, keep going ahead. or the zombie there will eat your is, cursor? actually. There is, I don't want that one because yeah. that'll make me scared. It, it's not with write or die, and I can't remember what it's called, <laughs> but it basically does turn your fiction into one of those games where you have to jump in. Yeah, uh. I just... Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, um, let's, we, we really ought to stop book for of the, the, book week. Of the week. Oh, yes. Okay. yes. Okay. Um, and Mara, you actually have the book of the week this time. Right. The book of the week is Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho. This book is set in Regency England, so kind of near to my heart. And it's about a young man who becomes the sorcerer to the crown of... Mm-hmm. And it is the book that I wish I had written. It is mm. so good. It deals with gender issues and class and race. And then the sense of wonder is amazing. Like, the basically, it's, it's a problem puzzle, uh, novel in a lot of ways because magic in London... Or in England has stopped, and they mm-hmm. have to figure out why and have to restore it. And at the same time, people are wanting the sorcerer to the crown removed because they are blaming him for uh-huh. it. It's fantastic book, beautiful world building and details, and it's written in omniscient point of view, which she handles gorgeously. Excellent. Wow. Uh, so this is Sorcerer to the Crown by Zin Cho. There is everything to love about it. It is narrated by Jenny Sterlin, and you can get it by going to Audible and starting a 30-day free trial membership at audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Perfect. I think we're on to a third law. Right on. Okay, this one I couldn't come up with a a clever one that puts word count in it. But we all know the third law. Uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, my take on this is that, uh, you know, when I, when, when I write words, uh, the words write back. Uh, when, I, when I put things on the keyboard, when I tell a story, if I've, if I've done it well, uh, it affects me. There is something that I get back out of that. Uh, writing is, in, in essence, writing is its own reward. Yeah. Yes. Um, my my wife knows when I need to get back to work again after, you know, finishing a project and taking a little break. Two or three days into that break, I'll start getting really cranky. And she's like, okay, you need to be creating something again because that's what makes you happy. And then I know I need to get back and start writing. Yeah, and, and one of the things about this is, you know, the, the uh, equal and opposite reaction. The amount of break that you need does actually correspond to how many words you get down on the page. Mm. There have been days when I've had to, for whatever, you know, for deadline reasons, put down a stupidly high word count. And then I need another day before I can write again just because my brain is so tired. So one of the things that, you know, when you're setting a word count for yourself, be reasonable about how much time you're giving yourself to recover in between writing sessions. I I am not a... uh uh, I, I'm not by any means a you know record-setting sort of writer. Uh, my personal best for words in one sitting is six thousand words, mm. and at the end of that sitting, uh, I I did not sit down and write words <laughs> for quite some time because the chair hit back pretty hard. You know, I have a different take on this law. I'm gonna I'm gonna take okay, it in a different good. direction. For me, m- when we said we're doing the Newton's three laws and we talked about the third one. I immediately envisioned the idea that every word you write is worthwhile. 
Mm-hmm. The equal and opposite reaction to me is every word that you listener put down is doing something wonderful for you. It is progressing your story, and more importantly, it is progressing your writing skill. And I often tell my students, and I've said it before on the podcast, I believe that the end goal of writing your stories is not the book. The end goal of writing the stories is turning yourself into a better storyteller and writer. You are the end product of your books. And the book is great. We want to have the book. But your skill will grow so much with each book that that is far more exciting and important, at least to me. And so every word you write, none of them are wasted. The equal and opposite reaction is the change inside of yourself that makes you better at doing this. And it makes this whole thing more fulfilling. That's a much better metaphor than the one that I often use, which is uh, these thousand words that I had to write before I got to write the thousand words that actually worked are the thousand words that were in the way mm. that I just had to type and get rid of. No, 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 no. Those repellent. thousand words I had to write in order to change myself yes. so that I was the writer I needed to be that could write the thousand words that worked. Yeah. Now, we are out of time on this episode. Um, I'm going to give you a writing prompt, and it's going to actually be a classic writing prompt, one of these, these ideas that popped into my head when I was on the cruise and that I was actually pretty excited about, and so maybe someday I'll write it. Um, they were talking about art auctions, and it just sent me down this weird spiraling path to thinking about, you know, it would be kind of smart to take artists, buy up all their paintings, and then murder them, so that the art spiked in value. <laughs> nice. So the story somehow is about somebody who is a serial killer of artists specifically in order to bump the value of all that art up and try to make money. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Please don't kill any artists. <laughs>